Hey guys, this is Jess from JessInTheReal.com, and this week on the pod, I have the one, the only, Danny Lou. Woo! <laughs> A.K.A. my cousin Danielle. So, hello, Danielle. Hey, Jesse Lou. <laughs> no, I'm Jesse Will. Oh, Jesse Will, that's right. My bad. Yeah, so... <laughs> so we came up with those names because, like, back in the day, Miley Cyrus was going by Miley Ray or something. And this was, like, eight years ago. At least eight years ago. Yeah, maybe more. I think I was in eighth grade. Yeah, so, like, ten maybe. years ago, perhaps. Yeah, a really long time. But, um, so then we were like, well, we're cool like Miley Cyrus. So I went by Jesse Will because Will is my dad's last name, or first name. And I was Danny Lou because Lou is my dad's first name. It was yeah. stupid, but when you're 18 and 14, you're like, oh my god, everything is hilarious. Yeah. So we have, like, an interesting relationship, because when we started, like, first right. of all, Danielle used to hate me. Okay. Like, when we were kids, she hated me, because I was four years younger and adorable. Hate, hate <laughs> is probably an accurate word within, like, the childhood context, but right. in, like, the adult context, inaccurate. Oh, she just always asked a lot of questions. I was a child, so. And I was, like, <laughs> so that's why. Well, cause I wanted to be friends with her, but then I was also, like, I don't know, I don't want to answer your questions. I know. That's a lot. <laughs> that's how I feel now, like, when I come home from work and my mom starts asking me questions about my day. I'm like, I don't want to talk. Life is hard. I went to work. It's like you want to talk and you want to connect, but you're also like, (laughs) Yeah, which kind of actually brings me to what I want us to talk about today, which is, like, the real world, first of all. That's what this whole podcast series should be about. Um, I think that when you start the real world, you kind of get, like, tired from working, and you don't want to, like, do those things after work. Oh, it's so hard when you start working. You think, in theory, okay, I'm going to go to, especially in a desk job, okay, I'm going to go to the office, I'm going to sit at a computer or a desk for eight hours, I'm going to interact with people, but then after work, I'll go to the gym, or I'll play video games, or I'll do whatever it is that you like to do, but yet when you start working, those eight hours wear you down more than you think they're going to. And if you have a commute on top of that, oh, you're just, like, doomed. But that's not to say that you don't adjust and you don't pull through that period. But, like, you kind of need to understand that the first month or so of starting a full-time job is it's all you're really going to be able to handle. Yeah, I mean, geez, it's like two years and I, I've been doing it and I still feel, like, exhausted every day. Well, that's like, fair. oh, my God. I hate it. Everybody adjusts at their own rate. I'm not saying that I was, like, not tired for longer than a month. I just feel like after the first month, it was more normal. Right. It's definitely a huge adjustment because you go from, like, you're in college. You could do whatever you want, basically whenever you want. You could go to the gym at, like, noon. You could sleep all day. You could literally do whatever you want as long as you pass your classes, basically. Yeah, you don't even have to go to those classes. But, yeah. like, if you have a meeting schedule, no, you have to go to that meeting. And you have to go to the job right. every day. Yeah, you have to go to the office unless, like, there's a snowstorm. And then maybe you have an excuse or something. Unless you already live too close to the office, in which case... They'll expect you to get there. That get makes sense. There. I guess I still have that excuse because I still live at home. And I still live, like, two hours. I mean, well, that's really a lot. I live, like, an hour and a half away from work, door to door. Yeah. But, um, like, if you lived in Hoboken, where right. the office is, nope. 
they expect you to get there. Well, then there's also that weird thing, like, the people on your team, you kind of have to see, like, who's going to work from home, like, on a day that it's snowing. (laughs) It's like, okay, well, I can't work from home unless someone else works from home, because then it just looks like I'm being, you know, a wimp, and I don't want to go to work. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, that happens, like, every time. At this point in time. I'm at a new job, new-ish job, so I'm kind of like that again, but on the other hand, I will no longer do anything to risk my safety. Not with all the technology available, I'm no longer willing to... Well, it makes sense. It's like, if you work at a job where you have a laptop, you can take it home, you can do literally everything you need to do at home. Yes, why do you need to risk an icy road or a snowy road just so that you can be on that laptop in an office? Exactly. It's so stupid. You can WebEx, you can call you could do anything video chat yeah yeah it's not worth it not worth it okay so let's go back to i guess how you started out in the real world so give me like a little synopsis so i graduated college in 2012 with a degree in industrial and systems engineering and before graduation i tried my hardest to get a job in engineering but i was very particular in that i didn't want to leave the New York metro area Mm -hmm. and in my field of engineering that wasn't so easy to do right they were more experience level jobs and so what would you have had to do basically I would have had to move most likely to the midwest and work in a manufacturing plant because that's just primarily where industrial and systems entry-level jobs are and I was unwilling to leave the area I would have stayed in upstate New York, but the economy up there is just not so strong. So, again, there were very limited jobs. Right. So what I did was I expanded my search. I applied to anything and everything that was entry level and seemed like I could handle. Mm -hmm. And it turned out that I got a job with a consulting firm based out of Manhattan and... I didn't really know what I was getting into at all, but I was like, I got a job and this salary is pretty good, so I'm going to take it. (laughs) I think that's how most people are when they graduate. Like the first fear is like, I'm not going to get a job. And as soon as you get offered a job, you're like, maybe I should take that job because I have like, I have an offer. And I think that's fine. I think it's fine if you are in a position where you can hold out for that dream first job. But I also think it's fine if you're not and you take whatever it is you got, like you do you and only you know your Mm -hmm. mental and financial position Mm -hmm. and what you can handle. Yeah. I mean, just to get your foot in the door because you don't have to stay at your first job forever. I mean, I only stayed at my first job for 10 months. (laughs) (laughs) They suggest two years. I also (laughs) didn't make the two year mark. I made it to about 18 months. So anyway, I graduated in May. I took the summer to try and live down at the shore and work a part-time job. That was so-so. <laughs> anyway. Did you end up doing it? Yes, I did. Did you stay the whole summer? I don't remember. I stayed until the first or second week of August. So I left like three weeks or four weeks earlier than I meant to. Okay. But your brother. I know. <laughs> James he, wimped out. <laughs> he was also down there with me, and that's why we decided to do it. We're like, okay, we won't be alone. Like, We'll be together. We'll make friends together. This will be good. But then he got a real internship opportunity, and he left me. So then I got lonely. That sounds horrible. I don't think I'd like it. Well, I, I think... Sorry to interrupt. I think one of the big things I remember... So I had an internship with Kraft, which was out in Chicago area, so Illinois, which is, like, very far from where we're from. Um, and I remember the 
one of the first things my dad told me was, you have to be okay with being alone. And I hate, like, I didn't realize what he was saying. I was like, okay, dad, whatever. You know, and then I got there and I was like, oh, that's what he meant. Yeah. Like, being alone is really hard, especially when you don't know anyone. It's a different level of alone. And even, you know, I was staying in our grandparents' beach house, so obviously it was a home I was very comfortable in. So I felt fine in the house, and I was fine going for walks or riding my bike or whatnot. But it was a lot harder to make friends than I thought it would be, so I didn't have any... I had a small social life outside of work. There was one girl... That I made friends with, but she worked two jobs okay. down in LBI because she was an international, and so she was here on a work visa, so she worked two different jobs in order to pay for her rent at the beach and then have enough money to travel through the states after um, wow. she was done working. Yeah, so she was wonderful, and we've kept in touch since she is from, not Bulgaria, I can't remember the country. It's okay. But... She's from Eastern Europe, and she was a wonderful person. We keep in touch on Facebook. So I'm glad that I got that one friendship out of it. Yeah. But we didn't, like, hang out all that often. Right. Because she worked right. 12 hours a day. Yeah. <laughs> it's really hard. Um, it's really hard to make friends in the real world. It is. Like, in college, you're in this place where there's tons of people your own age. They're all looking for friends. You know, unless they go yeah. there, like, with their best friend. And even that sometimes doesn't work out. But everybody's in the market to make friends there. Yeah. And then in the real world, it's like, who's in the market to make friends? I need friends. Because people get comfortable. Yes. So, that September, when I started my first real job, full-time job, in New York, what was really good about it, in terms of the social aspect, was that... Um, they started all of the entry-level consultants on three dates, one in July, one in August, and one in September. So I was in the September start date, and there was, I don't know, maybe 40 of us? Maybe. I could be making up that number. Um, and we all had, a, like, a two-day orientation in the office in New York, and then we immediately got sent out to Chicago for a week-and-a-half training about what our job would be, what life as a consultant is like. And out in Chicago, all of the new hires from around the country, who had also started on September 5th, 2012, went together. So not only were we given a week and a half, like, basically in a college-like atmosphere, you know, we were in training classes all day, but then we were going to the gym together afterwards, we were eating together, we were exploring the city when we could... So, so that was really, so how did you, I'm trying to think of how to word this. So of everyone from all over the country, starting at that consulting firm was there uh, for that start date. Did you make friends from all around the country or did you like make friends from New York? Like, so most of the good friends that I made from that week and a half, one was from New York, also from the New York office. Um, but on a different side of the consulting firm than I was. And all the other friends I made were from around the country. So, so that's were, tough. It was tough. It doesn't really help you out when you have to, like, go back. I mean, it's great to make friends, but it doesn't really help you when you have to go back to New York and, like, be in the office. No, it was great because we could, like, chat on instant message throughout the day. Oh, that is cool. And there was always the chance that one of us would have gotten staffed on a project that was outside of our home 
and we could okay. have been traveling together. It didn't in my case, but in some other people's cases, it did. Okay. Also from that week and a half is when I met Cassidy, my husband. Not that we like, I mean, we hit it off as friends right away, but we did not start dating until about six months later. But that week and a half was like a really solid friendship foundation. Yeah. Because he found me and the other girls that I'd befriended, like, funny enough to hang around with. (laughs) Um, From that consulting challenge, it's called that start training. Were you nervous? Sorry. I Oh, I was so nervous. Sorry. Going out there. I would be terrified. It's like when you start your first day of school. Yeah. You know, it's like, holy crap, I have to, like, meet all these new people, and what if they don't like me, and, like, your hands start sweating. I mean, my hands sweat all the time, but, like, way more in that kind of situation. I was nervous, and the longer I was at the consultant challenge, the more I realized, like, what they were teaching us was very finance-based, and I was in the IT sector. So the longer I was there, the more I was like, what the hell kind of job did I get? Because yeah. I have an engineering degree, so I was second-guessing. I was like, did they mean to hire me? Maybe they meant to hire somebody else. None of this seems like something that I am educated to do. Right. A. B. I know that I'm an IT consultant. Why haven't they taught us anything about what it's like to be an IT consultant? They were right. only worrying about finance. finance. So, actually, afterwards, I was, like, less secure about your actual about my actual job. job but at least I knew other people so I was like okay I'm going to you know stick it out just keep going and did one you, day at a time did you express that fear to anybody that you met there like had you like to the girlfriends that you met were you like are you guys IT consultants like I'm an IT consultant and I don't know what's going on like did you ever it, voice it so this one girl Christina she was actually hired specifically as like a healthcare consultant she was out of the Dallas office okay and that was most of our client base out of Dallas for these specific healthcare clients and projects so she was like oh yeah no this has nothing to do with what I was told I was hired for but she was a little more positive than I was, so I was like, okay, well, if Christine's positive, I'm going to stick with this. And Cassidy was actually hired as an experienced hire, because he's older, and he'd already been in the workforce, and he was also a very niche hire, and it had to do with computer forensics, and he was like, no, this is the farthest thing from my job, and he was just angry about being there. About having to go. Yes. Well, yeah, he's older. And his manager also tried to get him out of having to do that at all, because it was irrelevant. Right. But somebody in HR screwed up and made him go, so... Well, good thing he did, because... Yeah. (laughs) You guys met. Um, But yeah, I think that's something really interesting with the workforce. Like, sometimes people don't express how they actually feel, just because, like, it's work, and you don't... I don't know. There's, like, a competitive nature, but also, like, you had just started work. Like, there's all these different variables. Um, And you think that you're just going to, like, easily get fired if you screw something up. Oh, totally. Which is not the case, by the way. You have to do something very wrong to be fired on the spot. Oh, totally. And by that, I mean, like... like, moon people. Or... Pull your pants down. Or, like, (laughs) laundering money. Yeah. (laughs) Very extreme things. If you're just, like, not so great at your job, you're going to have those meetings where they say okay, this is where you're not meeting our expectations. Here's what you need to do to improve. Right. So you're going to have a chance to improve. What is it called? It's called a PIP. Yeah, performance improvement plan. There you go. So just know that. Don't be so scared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
it's definitely not instant. Like, there are days where I'm like, oh my god, I don't think I'm doing anything. But, like, you have those days. You know, like... Oh, yeah. There are just days where there's not a lot going on, especially in the consulting business. Like, you'd have peak seasons and down seasons, and I remember being like, oh my god, why are they paying me to sit here? Yeah. But they told me, like, when I first started, like, there is downtime. And I... So I also started um, as a consultant, an IT consultant, and, um the company I started for was really small. So there was a lot of downtime in the beginning. And that just, that happens. Yeah. I think only if you're a lawyer or a doctor or like Um, a nurse, those seem to be the only careers where you will never get downtime. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Which is unfortunate. It is unfortunate. But so anyway, I stayed with Protivity just to give you like the rest of my career path. I stayed with Protivity, the consulting firm for about 18 months And I was really not feeling the consulting life, but I had made a lot of good friends in the New York office. So talk about so talk about the consulting life. What is the consulting life? So consulting life means that you no two days are ever ever going to be the same. You may get told on a Friday afternoon that you need to be at a client site Monday morning in a different country or in a different state. And you just have to book that travel last minute, drop any plans that you may have had and get to that client site and either learn something new or do a project that you already have a foundation for. So that could be a financial audit, an IT audit, or it could be something like a, an IT risk assessment. And these are terms that I'm not going to bother to explain because I would just bore you. But the yeah. point is... <laughs> That you may not even know what you're doing and you're just told to go. And you could be alone. You could be thrown into a a team that's already established. Or it could just be, like, you and a senior manager and you're like, oh, my God, this is this is weird. It is so awkward. It's super awkward. super (laughs) awkward. Like, everybody's nice. I mean, not everybody's nice. But if you're lucky, you'll be paired with someone who's nice. But even then, it's like, they're a senior manager. They're how much older than you? They have so much more experience. And you're just, like, this lowly, you know, entry-level position. It's like, I mean, if that's your lifestyle, you don't mind the pick-up-and-go and plans changing last minute, then consulting is really exciting and could be for you. But if you are not like that and you need your life planned, you need to be able to make a doctor's appointment for three weeks from now, then consulting is not a good career option for you. So that's more me. I never had the, like, you need to fly to another state last minute, but I did have the, you need to be out on Long Island and for those of you not in the tri-state area, getting to Long Island is a pain in the ass. Yeah, without traffic, it was a two-hour drive from where I was living with my parents. With traffic, it took me close to four hours each way. Each way, people! And they were telling me, oh, the client doesn't have money um, to put you up in a hotel, so you have to drive back and forth. I, would, I was miserable. Miserable. And then, you know, to be working until 10 p.m., and then have to make that drive. Granted, there wasn't so much traffic at that hour, but there was still some because Long Island yeah. is the worst possible place. I'm sorry if I've just offended mm. some listeners, but even people who live on Long Island understand that the traffic, the traffic situation yeah. makes it it's horrible, horrific. Yeah. So there was that. But I was fortunate enough um, for a large project to be staffed with a lot of other 
people who I clicked with socially and I met some of my still best friends that way. Shout out to uh, Brittany, Michaela, and Michelle because <laughs> we're all yeah. still friends. And only one of us still works at Protivity. The rest That's of us. That's pretty have impressive. Done. That's like a long time to work at one company. Yeah. Especially with these, you know, the current millennial mindset. Yeah. You know, you work two years at a company and then you leave. Or in my case, you work for ten months and then and then you and leave. Then you leave. <laughs> All right, guys, that was part one of a two-podcast series with my cousin Danielle, so definitely check out part two. It'll come out next week, and we talk all about social life and having that work-life balance that everybody talks about. So definitely tune in. Thanks, guys.